We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this uh this morning, we will uh, discuss some uh, preseason camp. Begins in just a couple days. Media day for Ole Miss preseason camp in a couple days. We'll talk some football. Sean Watson gets his penalty. There's some other stuff roaming around the sports world right now. Big re- recruiting weekend for Ole Miss. So I've got stuff. I've got two completely conflicting opinions on Deshaun Watson. Do you? Yeah, it's really in my. I'm, Did you have those before this morning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've had them for a while. Um, today, cemented one of them. Okay. And then the other one pops up, and it's completely conflicting with that one. And full disclosure, I, I'm operating right now with a headache that feels like my head's about to explode. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe I just don't have my thoughts completely clear. Okay. Like, I can already tell you that when we talk about the recruiting thing, I'm not going to be able to remember some of these kids' names. <laughs> What'd you take? Take some medicine? Yeah, I just took some ibuprofen. Dehydrated? I don't think so. Okay. I told Carson this morning. I think I'm paying for yesterday. I I I didn't eat enough. Yeah. I forgot to eat uh-huh. yesterday, and I looked up and it was five thirty. Oh. And I think I'm paying for that a little bit too. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're seeing, you know, you're getting a little older. Stuff starts affecting you a little more. Things get to you. It is. Well, there is. It, it, it is what it is. Right? There is no doubt about that. A little bit yeah. of an emotional morning too. That's probably part of it. It was. Was that one of those seminal ones today? I don't know. I mean, both girls are now back in school. Caroline's on her way today, and today was the last day I dropped off a kid for the first day of school. I mean, it won't happen again. He'll drive himself as a high school junior. I don't know. I mean, no, that's, that's, a, a, that's a marked one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I people do the whole man card thing where you never have any emotions and stuff. I, I don't, I don't ever understand that. Like, cool. If that's, if that's truly how you are, good for you. It's I mean, quite if, prohibitive. If everybody's the Marlboro man, <laughs> I mean, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll freely admit I've never been that guy. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it hit me a little bit today. A little bit. I mean, not like where I'm sobbing in the car or something, yeah, sure. but, you know, yeah. A just, notable day. Yeah, it's a, it'd be a, it's a different day, you know. I mean, I'm sitting here, and when you leave, I'll be by myself for a little while, and there's nobody, there's nothing going on. Everybody's gone now. Makes you not want to go upstairs. Oh. That's, that's what hits you a little bit. I get that one. Yeah. When you go upstairs when the when the girls are both gone, it's just kind of empty. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. We will, uh, I don't know, we'll talk stuff. I mean, my, my, my brain is not completely sharp this morning. I'm not even sure why. I don't have a headache. Um, but here we are. Uh, Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. The uh, Exxon mobile app. Download it. Use it. Take advantage of it because when you do that, even take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. That's a thousand bonus points. Ten bucks with the Oxford Exxon. It kind of rained all weekend. Pretty dreary. That happens again. Let Oxford Exxon handle dinner for you. you. Don't have to worry about cooking. Don't have to hang out. Just stop by. Call ahead. They'll even have it wrapped up and ready to go. Wet ribs, dry ribs, plenty of other hot uh, case items as well. Side items, desserts, and more there with the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900. Um, on Wednesday, Ole Miss's uh, Baseball National Championship trophy will be at Larry Clark Chevrolet. That's brought to you by Larry Clark Chevrolet and Clark Ford. It'll be there from 11 until 2. I assume you can get your picture taken with it and things of that nature if you would like. So that's there at Larry Clark Chevrolet in Amory, which is not far at all from Clark Ford in Amory. I guess nothing in Amory is all that far from me. It's all pretty close by. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you, you know, I, I feel bad in Oxford occasionally because I do the thing where I'm like, well, I mean, I don't want to go there. It's all the way over there. Amory's even worse. If you say that, you're an idiot. It's like eight minutes. It's, it's all, it's all good. So anyway, the national championship trophy there at, um, at Larry Clark Chevrolet. It's presented also by our buddy Corey and Clark Ford, 662-257-1900. Guest will join this week on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizers, uh, great bar selection, full uh, beer selection as well. Also, uh, Rafters in New Albany, and then still got a few weeks left of Rafters on the water. It's summertime. Still here, still warm, not not warm today, but it will get warm again. I, I feel I feel confident in saying that August will get hot in uh, North Mississippi. So, go out to Sardis and uh, see the folks at Rafters on the Water. Get a frozen margarita, a beer, whatever, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Whew. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm again. I'm all the place. What are you going to do? Recruiting? What are you going to do? I, I'm going to let you drive. You're going to let me captain today? I'm going to let you drive because if we were in a car right now, I would I would be in the passenger seat and I would sleep. You have your eyes closed, it lean would, back a little bit. I would, I, would, I would be trying to take a nap. Okay. Sure. Um, I will say this quickly off the top because this has no real bearing on Ole Miss other than they didn't get him. Um, Gerard, Jerron Watts-Brown, the Long Beach State pitcher that was in the transfer portal, he's headed to Oklahoma State. He, uh, he called the Rebels and the Razorbacks a couple days ago, told them he was not going to play for either one of those entities. Um, did not want to pitch in the SEC. Did not want to pitch in the SEC. And this is not some fan thing, some sour grapes thing, but if I'm looking for a front-line starter, not wanting to pitch in the SEC and compete is not what I would be looking for in that human being. That is that is that that is yeah. a that is a flaw when it comes to leading a pitching staff. So my source on this is Arkansas-based. Okay. And I think it's going to support something that you said yesterday. Okay. From an NIL standpoint. Those were the two entities that had the highest amount to potentially give. Arkansas was most worried about Ole Miss from an NIL standpoint 
and Arkansas felt like it may have had the highest bid, mm-hmm. but he did not want to pitch in the SEC, which is, I got to tell you, now listen, the kid, hey, it's your life. Do what you want to do. Oklahoma State's got a great program. Yeah, he had four really good options. Yes, yeah, it's all good. good. So the people that are calling him names, I'm like, oh, stop. You don't. You have no idea what's going on. But that is a little bit of a red flag. Like, wait, you don't want to pitch in this league? Okay. <laughs> Did you watch Omaha? Like, see what? Because you want to get ready for professional baseball? Pitching in this league is as close as you can do it unless you're just going to go ahead and go pro. Yeah, he had potentially he, he basically eliminated the SEC schools, was down to Texas unless Oklahoma State got fairly close in NIL, and I assume they did because he ended up committing there. But somebody out, in, in college baseball outside of Ole Miss told me that every visit he was taking, he was asking hundreds of questions about returning pitchers and what was there and almost needed a guaranteed Friday role where it was very, very clear he was worried about some level of competition to the point of asking a couple different schools and not just Ole Miss, this is multiple schools. He said, yeah, but you've got this closer. And you're like, well, you're not closing. What difference does it make? And he's like, yeah, but he played for Team USA. And he was worried about Brady Tiger at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he – did, forgot who he even played for. He asked multiple other schools about a pitcher that was that profile, but he couldn't remember who he even played for. He was like just going down the list. Yeah, he was worried that uh, Arkansas would move Tiger to a starting role. Yeah, and it very well might. Yeah, he might. I mean, look, here's the deal: when you when you pitch, we've talked. Other about dudes this. are good too. We've talked about this. Yeah, in this league, and I think it's safe to look at it, and we can all now look at schools and be honest about it. In this league, Ole Miss is a powerhouse. Mississippi State is a power. I know they had a bad year. They're a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. LSU is a powerhouse. They're buying a title right now. Arkansas is a powerhouse. Arkansas in the last four years has finished second and third Man. nationally. That's 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 that, good. That's that's good. I mean, you can hate, love. That's good. You go to one of those programs. There's going to be competition. There's going to be a Hunter Elliott, a Brady Tiger. Those those people exist in those programs all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was told Ole Miss and Arkansas both got – I mean, they wanted the kids, so, like, not outwardly frustrated, but there was a lot of, yeah, but you got this guy coming in. It's like, well, everybody has somebody coming in. What do you want me to do? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how that works. Yeah, the goal here is – Some dude at Arkansas as a freshman is coming in is really good. Grayson Sonia at Ole Miss is really good. Yeah. It just is what it is. The goal here is to get to Omaha, Yeah, period. To do that, we're going to keep recruiting players. Yeah. But, again, I don't – I don't question the kid. You, it's oh, your life. It's your career, and if that's what you want to do, then hey, go for it. You, you're the one that has to look in the mirror every day, not nobody else. You don't answer to fans. And he can stuff. get to the major leagues from Oklahoma State. It's just an in- oh sure, sure absolutely. <laughs> it's just a. It is interesting. It is now. an interesting thing. If I'm a pro scout, if I'm a pro scout, this is a little bit. You of at least a, cock your head sideways and go hmm. Yeah, well, what it does for me is if I'm a pro, no, no, look, if he goes to Stillwater and just lights the world on fire, sure. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you won't be the first eccentric pitcher to pitch. But if it comes down to you and this other guy at Tennessee, yeah, whatever. Okay. Sure. That That's one thing I'd have to look at. I'd have to at least in the meeting say, you know, in recruiting, when he got in the portal, he had some options and he ran from the ones that may have prepared him the best. Just saying. Just something to think about. Does he have that dog in him? 
Because the one thing I do know, and I get in a playoff series in the Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. I want I want the dude that thinks like Lance Lynn, like John Lester, like Adam Wainwright, like those dudes who give me the ball. Look, even, I, I, I want Hunter Elliott's mentality. But even in college, we've talked about this a ton, and I'm not going to stick on college baseball for 30 minutes today. But we've talked about this a lot. Of that Friday night guy does have to have that level of mentality where your guys believe in him and he's going to go out and he's going to whip that other ace. Yeah. That's what Delusia turned into. Sure, Arkansas loved the steadiness that Cohen, that Connor Nolan gave them every single sure. week. We talk about you know the great ones with the Walls and Pomeranzas and Lins and all those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. You have to develop that level of mentality. When Hunter Elliott gets the ball on Friday night, they're going to go and he's going to go shove and he's good and we're yeah. we're all good on Friday. Sure, if you kind of go, hey. Moment's a little big. Well, suddenly shoulders drop and mm-hmm. everybody else sort of falls. Because that's what Ole Miss was dealing with. I mean, that's half the season they didn't believe in their Friday night arms. And they went, sure. God, we've got to hit. We've got to do all this. Sure. It affects the entire freaking mentality sure. of the team. Totally different when Kumar Rocker steps out there on Friday night. And They're it's like, where – you know, not giving up a run tonight. And I don't know what Oklahoma State's got or not got, but Ole Miss and Arkansas both had would, would have been able to provide such a cushy environment as that Saturday guy. Sure. To let you take some ease off and just sure. go throw. Sure. Hunter's throwing on Friday. You weren't sure. taking his job. No. Just go throw on Saturday. Yeah. No, both of those teams, both Ole Miss and Arkansas, both have kind of multiple guys who could end up being that dude, weekend yeah. dudes. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know. They thought Texas might go crazy on NIL, but it looks like they had some money, but it wasn't anything crazy. And then, yeah, ends up at Oklahoma State. i got to be honest. The fact that LSU didn't pursue him <laughs> – Made me go. Hey, what is he? Is that kind of like the college version of like when you know the Major League Baseball things, and you know when in Friedman's really big era and at Tampa, and Tampa wanted to trade a guy, and he went, uh, uh-uh, I don't know what, uh, yeah. whatever you want to do, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm not playing ball with you right now. Look, I don't cover college baseball. You do, but I know people at different schools, and when they're all saying the same thing, yeah, I listen. And they're all going, hey, money is no object at LSU right now with baseball. None. It's literally not. It's not. No, no, I mean, seriously, look, they could. They might be Tennessee. They might not get to Omaha. They might lose on a regional. They are trying to buy a national championship right now. Well. And that damn roster is pretty good. I mean. I mean, they just stole Paul Skeens from Air Force from Mississippi State. State thought he had him. And I like the LSU chances. opened the pocketbook. And I, I like their chances. Christian Little, Paul Skeens. I mean, if you ask me. White. Asking me to pick. Pick teams that are going to Omaha next year. LSU is on my list. They would be in that 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 early eight for Omaha. No that question you would, that you would do. No so. doubt. All right, we'll probably have to do a break in the middle of this, but uh, set it up for me. You don't have to remember the names, but just overall, how do you sort of rate Juice Fest twenty two, the weekend that was for Ole Miss football recruiting? Well, we've got coverage at rebelgrove.com, so if you want details on people, that's probably where you need to go. But the thing that stuck out to me, and I think is better for a podcast conversation is I wondered if I was kind of witnessing a shift in strategy and I could be wrong right this could they could still end up taking 18 20 kids out of the portal come sure January I, I don't I don't know so don't hold me to this but I wondered if I was watching a program maybe sort of find its avenue in recruiting you know Ole Miss can't for lack of a better word, afford the big five-star right now. But they can go get that four-star kid, that high three-star kid that they think is underranked, that they think has a high upside. And they did that a couple of times over the weekend. And the price point 
on those kids. I don't even feel uncomfortable saying this anymore. And it's funny, two years ago, you couldn't say this. People would jump you. Now you can say it. The price point on those kids from a PFP slash NIL standpoint is pretty affordable. And Ole Miss can do it. What you might be witnessing is a feeling at a place like Ole Miss that the transfer portal at the high level is about to become so expensive. Just like the high school top level. That this might be the way to go. And it also made me wonder for the first time. I'll be honest. I've always kind of thought Kiffin was looking for the first bright exit. You know, when you go to the movie theater and they tell you, hey, make sure you see the exits, you know, and people don't. I always thought Kiffin was making sure he sat near an exit. It made me wonder for the first time, Does he is he starting to consider that this is a, a long-term spot? And he had to find those productive that you've got to you yeah, got to build yeah, a base yeah. you can't just build a program of mercenaries year after year and i'm not saying mason brooks and troy yeah, brown sure. and people like that are mercenaries but the one-year guys but they're one-year guys yeah right i mean you you know lane at media days a couple of weeks ago without prompting i went back and listened a couple of times without being prompted talked about culture and it's hard to build culture with one-year guys like the Watts Brown guy comes in, for example, to your baseball program. Yeah, sure. He's just coming to pitch one season. He's not ever really going to be the fabric of your program in all likelihood. You need guys that are going to be the foundation of a football program. That, that When things get tough, and in this league, things will eventually get tough. You need people that have been in the building for years who can go and say, hey, this is not time to panic. This is just time to double down, to work hard, blah, blah, blah. This is we're, – we're okay. And I've, maybe that's kind of what they're doing. They went they went heavy high school. They had a lot of high school kids in, um, some 23s, some 24s. Um, they had some 25s, but I, I, I can't go there in my mind. It just – it's impossible. Um, they're not even in our galaxy yet. So they had the, no. the one Juco offensive tackle, Miller, who they got a commitment from. Okay. Um, but they're – you know, it wasn't that long ago, and you and I both heard this from good sources, that it, they were eight, nine, ten high school kids in this class. And I think now it's going to be more. Because they're nine right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be 16, 17, 18. Oh, that I think high. I think the number has really changed. It It, it is also a sign that um, they have momentum in recruiting, that, that kids like them, that uh, kids want to visit, I think. Look, if they wanted 30 high school commitments right now, they'd have them. They're, they're being super careful about taking commitments because I think a lot of kids would like to commit, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to fill your class. You don't want to fill your class with kids. Like today's the first day that you can get an official offer. Like you can offer a kid when he's in the fourth freaking grade, but he can't get a written offer that truly has meaning until today of his senior year, August 1. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's – I don't know. It's it's too early. It's too small of a sample size for me to go. Oh wow, things have changed. Yeah, this is what's happening. Yeah, I don't know. But my antenna went up a little bit. I'm watching some. Is it possible? And I get that this is not. You can't do this every year. But is there some relevance to maybe the 25 disappearing? That why this has happened? Sure. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, that's. I but mean, you're just again, completely altering your 85, and you don't have that. 
restriction yeah. that you would otherwise? It's, it's hard to say that with any like you know certainty, but yeah. But I guess my point is, if you yeah. think you're signing 31 instead of 25, right? Well, suddenly you can take six more high school guys because you have the room for that. Well, there's no doubt. There's there's no question that you're not limited to any number but 85, and there's going to be a good bit of turnover on this roster at the in, in every roster. I mean, Tyler and I talked about this on our show last week. I mean, there are some programs that are talking about, hey, we could have 40 new faces, 45 new faces next season, which to me is mind-boggling. I'm not talking about the walk-ons and stuff that, to, to make the 105. I'm talking about of your 85 yeah. scholarship guys, you could have 40 to 45 new faces in a year. I mean, do the math on that. That's half of your roster. No one used to do it that way. So, I mean, we are kind of getting, not just at Ole Miss, but everywhere, getting into some uncharted territory here where you don't know exactly what's going to happen. But sure, if you're if you're uh, on that staff over there, there's no reason – there's no reason to rush into a bunch of commitments, but there's no reason to restrict yourself either. You, If you think a guy makes your 85-man roster better, you take, them. you take them, especially if you have this belief, and this is what I'm curious about, and I don't know that I can get this answer anytime soon, especially if you have this belief in the back of your mind that, you know, like Ole Miss this year is, what is it, 18 transfer guys? Is that the number? It was 18 or 19, yeah. The collective price tag for that 18 was X. Yeah. If you think that next year the price tag for that same 18 would be X plus. Yeah, 1.4 instead of 1 or whatever. Yeah, then you got to reevaluate. Yeah. Got to reevaluate what you're doing. Maybe this is our salary cap, and that means 12, not 18, so we're filling in the space. Maybe so. And I don't know that. So yeah, we're all this is this is literal spec because one weekend is way too small of a sample size to base on. Hey, here's how they're building their program now. But they had success. It's a good staff. It's a really good recruiting staff. They're young. There's a lot of energy. Um, everybody did the whole juice fest thing and the dog and stuff. Let's let's be real. It's it's not because of a Labrador Retriever. It's it's because of a. a how st- dare you? I know. I'm sorry. It's a young staff full of. Um, Full of coaches that have big career aspirations, and they're building their resumes. And you build your resume by being a part of a winning program that that has energy. And there's there's a tangible energy around that place, kind of right now. Now, you know what what does that mean for this coming football season? I don't know. The other thing I think, if you're Ole Miss, and I think this is probably is going to help us transition to another topic in a minute. You got to take your red and blue glasses off even inside your building, and go, hey, the back half of our schedule, we could play well and just go 500 in the back half. We might not have the surging immediate momentum at the end of the season that we had a year ago. We need to make some hay now. That's possible. I don't know that either. No one over there sits down and tells us what their recruiting strategy is. So if anybody out there is telling you, hey, here's what their strategy is, they're making it up. Yeah, everybody guessing. Yeah, follow that. Come back to it. Community Mortgage. Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look at underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at community, MTG.com. 
Go ahead and read another one because I don't have my podcast about the part by GNM Pharmacy. One of those days. 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSeat. Fee prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Also with their med packs I've been telling you about. You got a parent, you got a loved one that needs an extra step. They uh, individually package those medications, morning pouch, evening pouch. You get everything you need when you need it. So don't stay with a big box pharmacy. Let a community pharmacy you trust take over. That's GNM. Give them a call, one call, and they will take care of the rest. Again, 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you looking to diversify? Are you looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and your schedule? MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy Ludecki guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has a ton of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, you hate your pay, if you feel stuck, Andy can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. We're also brought to you by Solutions Rx. Solutions Rx is a uh, probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical-grade, manufactured here inside the U.S. under the highest standards. They're based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure medicine, or cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss. That's due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support to put those vitamins back into your body to help with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant in taking your medications and helping you stay healthier over the uh, over the long term. It's solutionsrx.com, promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. And we're brought to you by Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi. They custom build your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Holcomb Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Holcomb makes it happen. In-house financing is available. Free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Holcomb as well. 662-226-2233. Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. I mean, maybe there is a shift from that standpoint. Maybe you're trying to hit off momentum. But, you know, the thing is, today's world... I mean, these kids are, I mean, it's not like they're locked in and signing contracts today. Sure. And I get it's harder to take them if they're committed. I understand. I, I mean, I, I get that is a level of security that if they're uncommitted. But it, I, in some ways, if you told me to predict anything like that, I wouldn't even think it had to do with the season. Because a lot of guys that they picked up, you know, 5.73 stars, and I get rankings on everything, but we're using it as a data point mm-hmm. here. But not guys, you know, there's a couple that had really good offer sheets that don't have great rankings. But some of them are on that cusp of, hey, you see a lot of talent here, but they haven't blown up. You're also potentially getting them prior to a season where they blow up. Yes. And it's easier to get them yeah. and get them committed versus, hey, middle of the year, and they've got offers from Ohio State or Georgia or Alabama or whomever, and all of a sudden, no, well, hell, now we're, now we're fighting when we could have just secured this thing and kind of pressed a little bit in August and got it done. Yeah, they had a kid – there this week, I'm going to write about him a little later today. I just haven't had a chance to transcribe it yet. I talked to him last night, who's a junior, um, who's blown up. He was there, and he likes Ole Miss a lot. And Ole Miss is in it, but Alabama's in it. And A&M's in it. And yeah, different world it, a few months ago. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be – I don't even know what we have him ranked right now. I, I would assume he's a kid who's got a chance to become a five-star player. And Yeah, those – you know, you're getting in on those guys early, and you're trying to – there was – 
they had a lot of irons in different fires over the weekend. But it was talking to people. There was a lot of energy. They, um, people really liked it. I think they solidified themselves with some guys. I think there are some other commitments coming. I mean, if you made me guess, I'd, I'd guess that Caden Lee and Aiden Williams are going to happen fairly soon. I don't know what fairly soon means. Today is the beginning of a dead period, by the way. The month of August is dead. Uh, it used to be you'd see kids show up on weekends, uh, high school coaches that drove them crazy. This was this was a uh, a change that I think everybody was for, making August completely dead. Let's the high school kids focus on the high school season. Let's the college coaches focus on getting their team ready. So it'll slow down a little bit. Then we'll start to see who comes for games and that kind of thing. And December will be interesting, as it always is. So you mentioned it. Um, camp starting in a couple days. We'll spend a good bit of time on this tomorrow, too. But, you know, what's funny about this camp is that I, I think a lot of the things they actually need answered, we have no ability to know whether they got those things answered or not. We have no ability to have any idea either way, and that's not saying, hey, don't read our coverage, please do every day. But you mentioned it. Lane Kiffin's probably going into this fall going, hey, I need my portal guys to gel with my – High school guys, I need the team leaders to establish. I need this, I need that. There's no Matt Corral. There's no Sam Williams on their side of the balls, on their side, each side of the ball that had earned that respect and, and, and leadership from their teammates. There's a lot of stuff that is internal that we are going to have no idea whether they accomplish that or not, other than people just telling us that they have or haven't, and they're all going to say they have. There's no team in America that will say, nope, you know what, our chemistry sucks. We had a really bad fall camp from the standpoint of getting guys together, and I'm incredibly worried because our offense and defense hate each other and our portal guys and our high school guys hate each other. That's not going to happen. So they're all going to say good things, and it may be very, very well true, but those are deals that, A, we're not going to have the ability to answer, and, two, nobody really knows until the bullets start flying. I mean, you – for sure. We're all on the same team in preseason camp. That's not fourth quarter against Kentucky where you need that trust and that situation to win tight games. I mean, it's, you know, we try to be the opposite of we talked about Scott Frost and Nebraska last week where clearly some issue kept them from winning close games because you don't just, you're not that unlucky. Right. Um, that's the things that Ole Miss is trying to figure out is, hey, where are we with those type of chemistry situations? And it's just hard to. Hard to know that in this first month, but this first month is sort of where you you know build the iceberg under the water, if you will, and get oh, the process sure. started and and and, and kind of get it going. Because look, I don't expect him to name a starting quarterback or at least a full time starting quarterback. You think he even knows who the starting quarterback would would be right now? It, I think he knows what he would like to see, but that doesn't mean yeah. he's going to see it. I think he has an idea of what he would want to happen over yes. the next month, but. Yeah. I think so too. But that's not saying because look, he has two. He, he, he has ha- a big quarterback problem from the standpoint of they each have an issue and they both have to improve in that separate issue. Jackson Dart has never seen a window that he doesn't think he can throw a ball through. He has a big arm. He throws the ball down the field, and his miss is typically high and over the middle. That is not successful in the SEC. Typically, he's a little mechanical right now. He's that. He yeah. he has got to calm down. He's got to get more focused, locked in. He's got to stay operating inside the offense a little more. On the flip side, Luke Altmyer has been incredibly efficient. He hasn't turned the ball over, but he's not pushing it enough. He's not taking enough chances. He's not pushing the ball down the field to make the plays necessary as the starting quarterback. So you've got one guy 
who's got to just chill out, play, but play within the system, and another guy who needs to actually, no, let's throw it around a little bit. Let's use the ability. And it's whichever one who can kind of come back to that middle better that feels like they will be the starting quarterback. Yeah, and Lane's going to get asked about it tomorrow probably, or Wednesday. We, we talked to Lane Wednesday afternoon. We get practice access on Wednesday. It looks like I'll, I'll wait and look at it again to make sure before I say when. What, there are. I think it was not for public release, yeah. too, so we'll be a little careful. With there that, are a couple yeah. of practices that are going to be open to fans. Yes, that is correct. But not not the ones this week. Um, yeah, he's going to get asked about the two-quarterback thing, and I think if he's honest, he'll tell you that, hey, in an ideal world, I've got one quarterback. I know who my quarterback is. I've got a clear starter. I am curious to wonder, to, to see if they've, considered the possibility of playing both and their styles don't really like complement one another they're not a lot different so I don't know that playing both is to me if you saw them playing both for any lengthy period of time like week three week four of the That's season indecision at that point. that tells me that oh you might not have one mm-hmm. you're trying to piece together one which rarely works you, you might see you know a, a program where you've got a running quarterback who can come in for a series and just freak out a defense. But you know who the quarterback is. In this case, both of these guys are kind of similar athletically and stuff like that. So it's it's one of the things I'm watching. It's not the only thing I'm watching, but it's 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 a big thing going into camp. The, coming off of two seasons where you damn sure knew who your quarterback was. Yeah. I mean, there were there were people who I'm not making fun of media, but there was there were some media outlets that tried in twenty twenty to make the Matt Corral, John Rice, Plumley thing, a competition. To our credit, we told you it was not one. It was it was going to be, absolutely, it was going to be Corral. If there was any question about that, the day that he threw, was it four interceptions, five interceptions at Arkansas? Six. Six? Was it six? Five or six, yeah, six, I think. And he still was the quarterback? Yeah. You knew. There was never a competition. From the minute that Lane Kiffin saw Matt Corral throw the football, he knew that was my quarterback. Yeah. So now for the first time, we don't know who that quarterback is, and I don't know that Lane knows who his quarterback is. He he's to his credit, he for all the people that go, you know, he does some social awkward things or whatever. Yeah, but with us, he's pretty honest. He doesn't give you a lot of coach speak answers. And his answers on quarterback have been I think pretty frank. We're mm-hmm. you know, I don't really know yet. Things that we actually will at least get glimpses of, I do think we can see. Look, we all know the running backs are talented. Just don't get anybody hurt and get to the season and you got four dudes. Um, the offensive line's in a lot of different positions. You know, you, you you would hope that you get some sense of how those guys are communicating and figuring it out inside themselves with Broker moving down, James moving over, Mason Brooks new, snaps being good, all those different things that I do think you'll be able to get a little bit of a sense of. And then to me on offense, even beyond quarterback, it's – what are the wide receivers? Yeah. That is literally my number one offensive question going in because the quarterback thing just kind of has to work itself out. It's it's do you have enough at receiver that is my one offensive question. Yeah, because if if Jonathan Mingo is not healthy or not mm-hmm. fully healthy or not back to where he was before the injury. Jalen Knox has not stayed healthy at any point. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, Jalen Robinson's there, but is, is Robinson ready to be the number one target for an SEC school? I don't yeah. know. I what think, is Jordan Watkins' role? What does yeah. he do? There's a lot of stuff. Uh, Malik Heath is there. I, I've heard he's had a great summer. I will say this, but as we go into the coverage of it, the one thing that 
I think it will frustrate fans a little, but I'm, I always try to be really careful with, hey, here's 50 observations and everybody's awesome because you're just competing against yourself in the summer. The other teams are working too. Mm-hmm. So I'm always just kind of careful with that. Yeah. It's he a, was awesome in seven on seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So was the yeah. kid at Kentucky yeah. today. Yeah, they had somebody at seven on seven who popped, lit it up too. Yeah, yeah. I'm always just kind of reticent to go crazy there, but yeah, bigger, faster, stronger. Well, God, I hope so. That's the purpose. Well, that was the point. Yeah, 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 that was that was the point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the whole super optimism stuff is just gotta gotta put some perspective on that because everybody's doing that. For example, pay attention to Vanderbilt camp. I mean, they're on the way to be the best team in the country. It's just going to take a minute, Clark Lee said. Yeah, so, so, you know, you're going to hear all sorts of optimism out of Nashville, and then the game start. You have Trigg and Kelly at tight end. You're okay. I mean, Trigg's still got to prove it. I mean, we know we know he's talented as all hell. Got a huge upside. Yeah. There. But there's work to do. I mean, you well, know, he just hasn't done it. He hasn't played much. Well, you and I were talking to somebody standing on the sideline one day in the spring. Yeah, I won't name I him, this. but it was someone who's played a lot of college football. Who said, you know, he's got to get, got to get a little more physical, probably got to get a little tougher, because to to excel at that position, teams have to at least respect you as a blocker. If you being on the field is revelatory of hey they're passing, well you lose some of the element of surprise there. Yeah, you don't have to be a road grader, but yeah, just... in much the same way that you know one of the things that made Kelly effective is that he became more of a pass catcher. Yeah. He, he wasn't slip out. And he hit. wasn't just out there to help run block. And they need that from Trigg. Trigg's got to show that he can be a physical player as well as a threat downfield. He is a very um, talented threat downfield. Big body, great hands. He's a basketball player. He plays. He yeah. plays football like he plays basketball. But you know they got to get him through a season healthy. It's not. It's just one season at USC, but he didn't get through it healthy. And so you know got to. Got to be able to establish that. There, there's questions. There's, it, it's funny. It's the first time in a long time that there's more questions on offense than there are defense. Wow. Defense appears to have more answers than than offense potentially has. I'd say that's kind of where I was headed was defense. And, look, I think linebacker remains a question mark. I think there's some chances mm-hmm. there, some possibilities, but you don't know exactly what Troy Brown's going to look like in the SEC. You don't know, you know, is Austin Keys healthy? I mean, you've got a lot of stuff there from that standpoint. But other than that, they appear to at least have the pieces. I mean, you know, there's there's micro questions on just what kind of jump is Cedric Johnson going to take? How do you make the defensive rotation at tackle and in make sense? And how do you sort of work all those guys together? What kind of second-year production do you get out of, you know, Jamon Gordon and those kind of guys as far as what does that look like? Um in, in in that in in that standpoint, but the secondary is actually really good. Yeah. I, I have really no questions back there except for how do you sort of play everybody. And then it's you know look the other one question is I mean you and I talked about it I guess on the phone I don't guess we were recording is they've got all these portal guys who have immense ability they have huge upsides they're in the portal for a reason something wasn't working out or at least they wanted an opportunity that yeah. was different than where they were. But not many of them came in and go, oh, wow, that guy had 123 tackles last year at blank, or this guy had 12 sacks at blank, and it's just plug and go and whatever. 
you're looking for some change in them, some yeah. difference, some something. Frankly, other than Ashim Young, who had his jaw wired shut and was out and lost weight for four months. So, I mean, everybody has some level of question as to how they relate and work into this 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 team from a defensive portal standpoint. No question. That's one of the things that I th- everyone gets excited about transfers. Yeah. You know, and, and Ole Miss put out the big video and all that stuff, and there's a lot of talent in that group. True. But it includes some guys who've – yet to be elite SEC players. J.J. Pegues, for example. You know, I mean, Ole Miss is excited about him. But J.J. was going to be fighting for playing time at Auburn. Doesn't mean that he won't step in at Ole Miss and become an, an, an impact defensive lineman, but he hasn't done it yet. Um, Tennyson, the defensive back at Auburn, was had developed a reputation for he's hell against the run and he's not very good in coverage. Well, to you know that same if if he's the same player at Ole Miss, it'll be the same thing, and you can't keep him on the field in coverage. He came to Ole Miss because I think he thought there was an opportunity for him to escape that label, but he's got to prove that he can do it. He's got to prove that he can handle coverage at this level against some of the good quarterbacks in the league that he's going to see, and he's going to see a bunch of good quarterbacks. Um, but you're right on defense. For me, the question is linebacker. There's, there's guys there, but I think it's easy for us to forget just how productive Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson were, oh. and especially in the second half of the season. Um, you've got to replace that production, and that was a lot of production. Those were two guys that were on the – I don't. you might have play snaps in front of you. Not right now, but we'll find yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Those two guys played a ton of football. Like they rarely came off the field. Frankly, if Robinson or Campbell came off the field, it's because something was wrong. Mm -hmm. So you've got to replace all of those snaps, and those were productive snaps. I do think in the secondary, the one thing that they also have is, look, there's a chance Miles Battle becomes a star. There's a chance Tasheem Johnson becomes a star. Uh, I saw A.J. Finley. uh, He just keeps getting better. Just a really good football player. I saw him him at LB's Meat Market, and A.J. just looks amazing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He continues to get bigger, more athletic. He's such a smart kid. Frankly, I'm a little surprised he came back. Um, But he came back to enhance his draft status and prove that, hey, I can make that one more step. I think he can be an elite SEC safety. So in the secondary, I actually think there's a chance that they're even better than what we think they are. Which changes a ton. I mean, changes they everything. had that. But, that is. but if linebacker stays a void, we've seen what happens with an SEC defense where linebacker's an issue. Yeah. Right? Oh. I mean, you've seen it. And and going into camp, yeah. I mean, I got more questions than I have answers at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Austin yeah. Keys. Looks there's like, a path, but yeah. you've got to get on the path. Yeah, and there's not a, just a ton of guys there. Yeah. That's why they were were searching for linebackers into the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, it's, and they'll mask it best they can, but somebody still has to play that position. They'll play a ton of DBs and they'll move guys up and down. And I mean, I think Tennyson's going to be essentially a linebacker, but you still got to put guys in those positions to, to execute those level of schemes in that spot. So, you know, outside of Alabama and Georgia, Maybe A and M, just based on talent, but maybe not right now. But probably yeah. not right now. Every other program in the league has questions too. Yeah, you know, um, 
I'm sure there are things that keep Mark Stoops up at night at Kentucky. Um, you know, things that Josh Heupel worries about at Tennessee. I mean, there's no Brian Kelly at LSU. There's no question that happens. But it's it's not a perfect roster. There, there, there are some holes and there's some question marks and there are potential answers at every one of those spots. But until – yeah, you know, when quarterback is one of your questions, it's why – I, I I got I did it in ten thoughts yesterday, which is brought to you by Game Changer Patch. I I did my hey I'll revise this one more time before the season starts my game by game, and I got a lot of pushback about the Kentucky pick. I had Ole Miss going eight and four, losing to Kentucky, Alabama, LSU, and A and M. And the one game that I got pushback on was Kentucky. Like oh we're not losing to them, and my deal was well. Two pretty even clubs, and right now today, one has the answer at quarterback and one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I've covered this league a while. Yeah. And when one quarterback is significantly better than the other, nine times out of ten, the better quarterback wins. Because you watched that last year the other way. Yeah, and I said, by the end of camp, I might have a completely different view on this. But I need to see it. I need to see one of Altmeyer or, or Dart emerge as – not as you don't have to be as good as Levis is right now, but be able to say, okay, th- this guy's going to be able to manage the offense. This guy's going to be able to make things happen because I think they're going to be good on defense, but I don't know that they're going to be Georgia twenty twenty one good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where hey, all we have to do on offense is just don't screw up. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're going to have to make plays. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So again, call the office for details. The best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's 662-238-3159. I mentioned Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients keep you in the game. Ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code um, RebelGrove20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Speaking of uh, promo code RebelGrove, enter that promo code at DeadSoxy.com. Get uh, 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. The no-shows, the uh, traditional socks, they're uh, kind of Ole Miss-themed socks. They're all there at DeadSoxy.com. You will not regret that once you put Dead Soxy on your feet, frankly, that's all you'll ever really want to wear. Also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. Um Established in 2013, it's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi, ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for the uh, better part of three quarters of a century, engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We'll be back with our Thursday night live show starting this Thursday. Those are brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, 
Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. And if you want to get all your gear ready for the uh, college football season, highly recommend the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we had a uh, Mind on My Money posted yesterday. It's brought to you by our friends at Pinnacle. Uh, it's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Football season, as we're talking about right now, with preseason camp coming up, almost here. Time to get the uh, the tailgating packages ready. If you're in the Grove or wherever else you are, let Johnson Hill Creamery help out with that. That's johnsonhillcreamery.com. Go to their Instagram page and see full menus and all those different things. But their tailgate packages are out. They'll show you what they uh, have available. They have everything from feeding 10 to 20 to all the way up to 40. If you would, uh, if you would like, they have assortments of charcuterie trays, fruit trays, cheese, pepper jellies, great specialty items feta dips, and much more. So uh, whatever your uh, fancy there to get your catering and your tailgate package is ready to go, let Johnson Hill Creamery help out with that. They also uh, will artfully arrange all the catering trays for your presentation, and they come with disposable bamboo utensils to make that easy on you as well. So, again, that's cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com or 662-419-9201. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So... 
Um, and then also, I mean, we said this, but Caden Costa's not around. They've got the transfer from Charlotte. And Mac Brown was a very underrated punter. I mean, they do have some specialty stuff to 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 get sorted this yeah this this this, this off season. Mac was terrific. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was really really good. I don't know that because we were talking offense as much as we were that we acknowledged there were a handful of times, especially in the second half of the season when Corral was banged up, where Mac changed the game with yeah, with his flipped, leg. He flipped that thing. Yeah. So stuff. I mean. Mingo's health is huge. I, frankly, if you maybe pick two or three things, what what Jonathan Mingo's availability is or his impact level over the course of this season, I think changes so many different things for this uh, this offense. Because without him, it feels receiver short, and he's healthy. He, I mean, look, he's he's a talented dude. He's a huge blocker on the outside. We, you know, we talk about the run game and things, but they've got to have some some size and some ability to kind of set the edge with the receivers. Their offense is really built off that, and Mingo's by far the best one that they have doing that. So his health uh, matters in that in, in that way as uh, as well. So just one little, uh, little yeah. extra thing there. Yeah, I'm with you. So Deshaun Watson, he gets uh, gets a six-game suspension for the, uh, the Cleveland Browns, or at least as of now. A, a judge has ruled a six-game suspension. Technically, Roger Goodell has the ability to add to that because, as people are aware by now, the NFL system allows Goodell to basically be the judge, the jury, and the executioner if he so wishes. It appears that most people are not expecting an increase in uh, penalty for Deshaun Watson, but it is at least there. And then from a number standpoint, he's losing none of his $44.9 million signing bonus at all. He received yeah. the first $15 million yesterday uh, for timing. And uh, he loses $333,000 in salary, which is six of 18 games. The salary was made $1 million in anticipation that he would face some level of suspension. So that is uh, why that is the case. It was very much doctored in his favor. So, therefore, um, getting suspended six games is costing Deshaun Watson 0.14% of his $230 million contract. All right. So, I've got thoughts. On one hand, I don't really like professional sports leagues getting involved in prosecuting off-the-field stuff. In general, that's not really what your job is. Like, if it stuff happens on the field, like a guy you know loses his mind and throws ten bats at the in the clubhouse and breaks a bunch of stuff, that's one thing. But if a baseball player off the field, you know, gets a DUI or something, why are you adding to the punishment as an employer? There's already a legal system in place. Just that's just a, 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 a general thought. My issue. Well, well okay. I agree in a lot of instances, and I don't necessarily even disagree at all, but it's a podcast, and we just goes, you know what, you're right, and we moved on. Yeah, be sure, really that, would, that show. would be very boring. Yeah, um, it's like with PTI, they don't always have those opinions. They have to argue right. that. But anyway, point being, yeah, but you're filling up stadiums. You're selling merchandise. You right. have a brand that is built on likability and interest and engagement and needing fans to be all the freak in, especially in 2022 with disposable income dollars and time and all those different things to where, no, what somebody does off the field has a clear and, I mean, complete impact on what your dollar figures are and what you are doing. So I think it is very relevant from a pro sports franchise standpoint. On the other hand, Calvin Ridley made a bet 
and he missed a year. It's a different sport, but Trevor Bauer got cleared in court, and he's missing two seasons in the prime of his pitching career. And this only gets six games? This is, what, 30 women? I mean, you have to assume that at least one of the 30 women is telling the truth. Yes. And I would go a lot higher than one. Well, yeah, sure. If you offer I mean, me the over-under of 1.5, I'm putting it all in on over. Frankly, if you offered me 21.5, I go over. I mean, this was a guy who, I don't remember the exact number. Someone sent it to me. The New York Times did a, a story on Deshaun Watson. This was a guy that, it's, it's like 60-something masseuse people that he's gone to really in a in a yeah in like a hundred and two hundred and seventy days it's it's something insane i mean how sore can you be but one would think that if you were really going to a masseuse as a professional athlete for true therapy when you found a good one you'd stick with him or her that's kind of the way that works with any treatment or right. doctor or anything. Yeah. I don't go, you know, what well, that guy's fantastic, but let's look around a little bit. I'm I mean, a, I'm you don't go, go to a therapist for three months and go, hey, he's awesome, but let's start over with somebody else. I'm going to guess because the masseuse also is knowing your. I mean, like it's body. important to know what we're yeah. doing here. You do have to start over every time. I'm guessing that Tom Brady knows who he is. Massage to. therapist is very much, yeah, like. Whatever ankle situation you have to do to get an ankle worked yeah. out, a hamstring, a yeah. shoulder, whatever, you, you they know. They know he's got that sciatica that does that whatever. Right. You, yeah. So, it makes no sense. Logically, it makes zero sense. This just makes no sense. No. The league, the NFL wanted, apparently wanted a one year, but they put this in place where someone else could kind of be the bad guy. And I just kind of wonder if this is... Kind of the politics of it all playing a role. Trevor Bauer's two years from Major League Baseball. Two years. One incident where he was cleared in court. <laughs> not saying Trevor Bauer's a good guy. Not saying that at all. Different leagues, different things. different. But I do wonder yeah. if Trevor Bauer's paying a price for being a politically incorrect voice on social media. If Trevor Bauer either had no social media presence or had opposite views of what he has, I wonder if his suspension would be two years and I would bet. Well, because we're not talking about a schlub. We're talking about another guy who is at the top of his game. I mean, one of the best players in the in the game. Yeah. Maybe the at times. Well, I mean, there were days where he was the best pitcher on earth. Yeah. He was signed. He's lost a lot of money. Yeah. It wasn't like he just ran off the bullpen catcher guy that's whatever and plays 37 games a year. I guess, okay, keep this in a vacuum in the context as I'm asking the question. Because of the ruling, if Goodell does not extend it, the Browns, from a straight football standpoint, did they do the right thing? Did it work out? Um, probably. Because, look, he should have got more. We're not debating yeah. that. This is like that few good men thing where, hey, we're going to understand this and step back and do this. How much pushback is there in – Cleveland, among fans, I don't know. If he know. wins, it'll go away. Yeah, if he wins, it's what it everything. Yeah, works. sure, sure. If they're a playoff team next, they're not this year. Next right. season, then sure, go Browns. Well, from a media standpoint, week seven, everyone's going to be geeked up about Watson taking the field. 
as the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Now, that will be a fascinating week. I think it's Halloween week. Of course it is. I think it's Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. It's a, it's a divisional game. Really? I think so. Okay. Not positive, but I'm fairly sure. Well, I can tell you here. I've got, I'm not going to look it up. I've got, believe it or not, I've got some AFC stuff right here. Why do you have that? Because I'm trying to be more educated this year. So you're reading preseason magazines? I, I have looked at some preseason Do you have magazines. an Athlon over there somewhere? I don't. Okay. I can get one. You're reading Phil Steele cover to cover? Wendy's? I, I haven't. Uh, we, back in the day? Actually, that is an Athlon. Their first six games are at Carolina, the Jets, Pittsburgh, at Atlanta, Chargers, and New England. Week, I was right, week seven is uh, at Baltimore. And then week eight is a Monday night game at home against the Bengals. By the way, in case you are looking, the Cleveland Browns uh, made Chris Kiffin available on saw that. Friday or Saturday. Yeah, I, I retweeted that. it. Um, he had some really interesting comments about, frankly, comments that a lot of college coaches share about the difference between the college game and the pro game right now. The one thing you will see with um, – with college football assistants more and more as you will see college football assistants trying to get to the uh, to the NFL because of lifestyle. You can get as mad at that as you want, but it's true. It's well, becoming a more young man's game by the day. Unless you are just absolutely geared to need that profession. It is geared toward young and up and coming and then trying to find a way to have a life after yeah. that. Because Chris Kiffin talked about he has three kids. His kids are young and he just didn't want to miss everything. One of the things he likes about the NFL game is that in the in the off season, they actually have an off season. So he can make his kids games, get out of there at an hour that makes yeah, sense. You get out of there at four thirty in the afternoon. Get to get to the T ball game, the baseball game, the soc- softball game. As opposed to this what is the college game, which is this a rat race. Yeah, Landry sent him some notes. Who's going over those? Yeah. I get so confused with Sean's which, a blue player. Which tab is out. which? And then sometimes the tabs, like purple, is that red or blue? Magenta. Yeah. A lot of tabs. What's in all the filing cabinets behind him? <laughs> Beats me. Meow. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, people. It's my fault. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So then I was like, why do people all think I'm a jerk? And yeah. then I do stuff like that. I'm like, that's why they think I'm a yeah, jerk. Yeah, Kiffin said it's always a lot of recruiting in the spring and winter. It's nonstop recruiting. But now it's even more so in the NIL. A lot of things to deal with. For me personally, I have four young kids, 7, 8, 11, 12. It was a no-brainer once I realized I made the wrong decision in the NFL offseason. You're going to get out of here to decent hour and go see them play games. I was gone only three weeks. They stayed here. Yeah. yeah, he was very fortunate that that job they opened took, yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah. For me, it was a decision based on the wrong reasons. At the end of the day, I really missed it here, me in Cleveland. I didn't want to move my kids, to make a long story short. I was very, very fortunate to get my job back here. It's a great job, great opportunity. So once I got back, I don't take a single day for granted. Happy to be back, that from Chris Kiffin there. So Yeah. Chris is a good dude. No, super guy. And the whole time that it was going on, we kept hearing, something's weird, just hold up. It, it was. It was. There was hesitance at every turn. Well, I mean, 
Yeah. He had a couple of recruiting trips where he called people that he knows in the industry and anxious and, and was like, yeah. this, this is not how it used to be. This has changed. Not what I signed up. And I'm going to tell you, recruiting's changed. Mm-hmm. Like over the weekend, Ole Miss got all those commitments. You cannot get kids on the phone. They don't talk. They think they can control their own social media. And in many ways they can. Um, it's just a totally different deal. Thank God years ago we changed sort of the way we did stuff. We were ahead of the curve. We are, we, it is a completely different world when the guy would commit back in the day and you would freak out if you couldn't get a quote from him oh. in like eight minutes. Now it's like, whatever. I send the kid messages and they don't respond. Okay. Yeah. But national guys couldn't get people on the phone yesterday. It's become – with kids, it's kind of become uncool to talk to media. Mm-hmm. So they don't, and it's interesting. But, no, if you're the, if you're the Browns, this was pretty good news. Yeah. You, you now have a franchise quarterback who appears to be, at least for now, in the clear. I mean, I – you know they're up at night. Oh, sometimes wondering is there? Yeah, because they still can get you in. Is there of ways. something else that pops? Is there someone else? But maybe after all this time, it's all been investigated, and there's not. And you would think that he knows moving forward that he has to be on his best behavior. No strike policy. Yeah, that you can't do that. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Code MPW gets $20 off your first order. They have the five different flavors in the bags that are less than 10 minutes from freezer to plate and ready to go for you. And also their newest product, the individually <clears throat> frozen shrimp, like kind of like you find in the grocery store, but a higher quality shrimp, one uh, originating from the New Orleans company there with Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. So take advantage of that. Again, code MPW for $20 off your first order, whether it be one of the meals in the bag, ready to go, especially with school starting bag. Great way to feed the kids. Great way to get a quick dinner on the table with, again, primeshrimp.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you are planning a trip that you want to be one that creates a lifetime of unique memories, I suggest that you get in touch with John. Uh, give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And uh, he'll give you options that you're not going to find on your own. You don't have to live in Memphis. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Delicious menu featuring euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in uh, in Oxford. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday at some point. It might even be Thursday this week because of the media day stuff. But it's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes, 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you pretty much regardless of field, regardless of experience level. It's always free for the candidate. Conversations are always kept confidential, so you've got nothing to lose by giving them a call. Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662 
or servicespecialistltd.com. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself every day. Corinth Dental, helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings, um, nationally recognized competitions, so much there. Get in touch with Susan Walt, Bowers Cone, and the people there at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. So... Probably what anybody would want for the most part. Um, Bill Russell passing away, not that he died, but that um, obviously great player, wins 11 titles, I think was the the, the, the number. Eight um, in a row. Yeah, eight in a row. Yeah. But for all of his on-court accolades, everything I've read has been about the guy mm-hmm. the last two days. I mean, talk about the laugh and the time, the – the radio voice or whatever TV voice for the Padres talked about Bill Russell giving him an hour when he was in college at some just random radio thing because he was in town and was willing to talk. And he was promoting an arthritis medication, but he sat there with this 21-year-old for an hour answering basketball stories. And everybody kind of has this – everybody kind of has that snippet if they were ever around him for any period of time to where pretty – Pretty crazy, great twenty-four hours of kind of let what what his legacy was far beyond just his time with the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I never met him. I don't know him, but he was always a legend. You always knew he was a legend, and I mean, you're right because of the kind of guy he was. You never it almost overshadowed the player that he was in his prime, which was just amazing. I mean, there aren't words, yeah, for the era, yeah. any time, but yeah, but. You see some of those highlights of him dominating against, like, Wilt Chamberlain, and you go, wow, this guy was amazing. I mean, he was such a rim protector and um, just such a force defensively. And, yeah, he's a great player. He was a, was a great player, but his impact went far beyond basketball. And, and it was kind of cool yesterday to hear people from all different walks of life talking about how Bill Russell impacted them and young players, you know, and it's hard as a young guy to look at this guy that's in his seventies and to think of him as a, as a contemporary or a peer or or whatever. But a lot of them did. They were smart enough to know it. I watched this interaction he had with a a young Dwight Howard at one point, and it was really funny. You know, Dwight Howard was like, is this, I heard it was your birthday the other day. And he was like, happy birthday. And Bill Russell said one Oh three. And, for a minute, Dwight Howard thought he was serious. He was, <laughs> and that laugh, um, you know, of his came out. The where, deep chortle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, ESPN last night led their sports center after the Cubs-Giants game with um, 
Bill Russell coverage as they should have. Yeah, sure. And um, they did a really interesting interview, kind of long form interview with Jackie McMullen. Oh, long time with the Boston Globe, yeah. who got to know him as a young person and built a relationship. You know, the last decades, but. She was fascinating. If you can find a recording of that somewhere, it was it's worth it's worth your time. It was it was incredibly insightful uh, on her part. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't see that. I saw a lot of stuff Bill Simmons did. Obviously, knowing him being a Celtics guy and being with ESPN for as long as he was, it was fascinating too, and some different things. He he had helped. Someone's a good bit on that. He wrote that book of basketball a few years ago, mm-hmm. and, and 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 did a lot of stuff around that. Um, Russell also he spent three or four years as. The, is a player coach. He actually is the first black coach to win a professional championship in North America for a major sport. Um, as well, he was he was a player coach for the Celtics from like sixty six to eight or nine or something. like Red that. Red Auerbach loved him. I mean, respected him, loved him. I mean, it was a he was look. He was a really big part of what made the Celtics this to this day franchise that sort of transcends basketball right you think you think basketball when someone says nba to you 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 think about the lakers and the celtics and and franchises like that you know and 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 bill russell and john havlicek and those guys that era of just domination let's just say he was so dominant that you it's almost startling that he only played from 56 to 69. I know it's a long time. I get it's more than a decade. But, but he won years. so freaking much that you go, wow, that's it? Yeah, I mean, won a title 11 of his 13 seasons as a player. Yeah. I mean, think about that. No one's ever going to do that again. And then he coached from 66 to 69, 73 to 77 with the with Seattle, with the Supersonics, and then 87 and 88 with the Sacramento Kings, which I guess you would remember a good bit of that. Yeah. I don't have any yeah. idea of that. I won't hold anything that happened in Sacramento against him. <laughs> in any point for anybody. Or anyone NBA. for that matter. <laughs> they don't even try. So what difference yeah. does it make at that uh at the, at that point? So yes. He's in the college basketball hall of fame. And obviously all the basketball hall of fames. Actually in the, play, the basketball hall of fame is a player and a coach because yeah. of some of the stuff with the Celtics during that period of time. So You know what's interesting about Sacramento? I was listening to a podcast where they were ranking NBA arenas. Mm-hmm. And they ranked Sacramento's arena like top five. It's apparently it's apparently a fantastic a tree arena for just everybody, but nothing else. Nothing else is good. Yeah, he also won an Olympic gold medal in '56, so he did a lot. There's a lot of stuff there for for Mr. Russell. Yeah, and yet his legacy is more about what happened off the off the court. His um, contributions to the civil rights movement and just his. He was at the Cleveland kind of, Summit when they were with Ali trying to figure out what to do about his 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 stuff. And just yeah. kind of an ambassador in general as he got older. Was one of those guys that you could always tell when they showed like the video of you know all the basketball guys getting together that there was a reverence about Bill Russell with the younger players. I always thought it was pretty cool. Was he sick or just just? I don't know. Was there anything they said he died peacefully? Okay, with his wife. Yeah, I saw Bob Cousy just say he fought the good fight, but I didn't know if that meant something or not. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't read a ton to be honest. I haven't either. I've just I've seen kind of the really basic the stuff. Most that I saw was the interview McMullen. with Jackie McMullen, which was ter- again terrific. I'd actually go back and watch what it is again. What's she doing now? I don't know. 
She looked like she was on a Zoom call, like in her bedroom. Oh, really? Yeah. So she hasn't moved to like a studio. She wasn't doing whatever that looks like. No, it was. It looked like there was a like a four poster bed behind her. Okay. But she was great. I mean, she's <laughs> You're not going to hold that against her. <laughs> no, she's a fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. a fantastic writer. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. no idea what kind of human she is or any of that stuff. But she's a great writer. I'm not, I'm sure she's wonderful. I just don't. I don't. Uh, the two injuries for men's basketball were they major? Is that a big deal? No, I mean the meniscus tear is a meniscus tear. You got to treat it. And they're doing the surgery, and he'll be back at the mid-September at the earliest. I think realistically, you're talking about October, and then that's Robert Coward, by the way. Yeah, uh, and then the other one's a knee sprain, which I'm sure is not that big of a deal as long yeah. as you don't. Josh and Bala. Yeah, as, as you don't aggravate it. The interesting thing to me, and I, I read nothing into it other than it's just interesting, is that everybody's with them on this trip except Deshaun Ruffin, and it makes me wonder if everything's going. Oh. And it might just be one of those deals where he doesn't need to be somewhere else. He needs to be yeah, do re- your rehab. doing his There's rehab. There's no reason to go hang out. Right. Yeah. So, I, don't I don't know. That was – I need to look and see. They play today. I, I, as of a little while ago, I had not seen stream information, but I'll I'll look for it. Okay. So uh, we'll hit more football tomorrow with some more, more preview stuff, anything we missed from a recruiting standpoint from uh, the weekend and uh, and more. Do you and expect then, uh, you expect Juan Soto to get moved in the next? Kind of feels like no. 36 hours? Kind of feels like no. Kind of makes you wonder if that organization yeah. just looks at it and goes, "We just can't do this." Yeah, it it feels like they took a lot of offers and they really were going to do it, and at some point there was some remorse and went, mm, "Just." I don't think Otani's getting moved. Uh, makes sense if you're the Angels, you just you, you you've got to at least sit down with him one more time and go, "Can we please work out a twenty year deal?" I mean, that- yeah, you can't just give it up. You got to try to figure it out. You try to convince him that we're going to stop being incompetent and find a way to actually care. Yeah. Or be better. It's not even care. If they do care, they just suck. I mean, Major League Baseball lets you be bad if you if you are bad. Yeah. And that is, that is, that's what happened. It's not even tanking. It's just they're not very good at what they're doing. So I do think the Cubs in the next 24 hours are going to move Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it looked like that. I saw Contreras' interview yesterday where he yeah. just wanted it over with. Yeah, he was kind of ducking reporters all weekend, and they sort of understood it, and he – reluctantly kind of came up to them last night after the game and okay put his shirt on and said let's talk yeah and he told him because i i know you're doing your job and i get it he goes i just feel like i'm saying the same thing over and over and over and i just need this to end yeah all right rebel grove in the meantime plenty of stuff there plenty of scintillating conversations we'll be back with another podcast with you in the morning so have a great day be safe talk to you soon Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.